All right, so good morning, ladies. <laughs> and it's great to be together this weekend, isn't it? Great to sing some praises to God, have some prayer, and just be able to get together as women and focus on our relationship with Him and our growth and our fellowship with each other. It's just really a great time to be together. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Denise Gill. And um, the first thing I want you ladies to know about me is that um, I love the King. I love our King. And I've grown to love Him more you know, preparing for this weekend. And I enjoy serving in His Kingdom at the Greater Alton Church. It's a blessing to be able to do that and to be a part of that. Um, I'll be celebrating my 45th wedding anniversary with Tim, my husband, this August. It's a lot of years. I always thought people who had 50th anniversaries were old. <laughs> I'm getting closer to that. So it'll be 45. Um, I have two amazing sons and two wonderful daughter-in-laws and seven energetic grandkids. Um, I grew up on a farm, so I have a great appreciation for nature. Um, I like to camp. I like to dig in the dirt, um, all that kind of stuff. So that's a little bit about me and, and enough about me. So um, let's get on with it. I want to start this morning's lesson with a question. What makes a queen a queen? What makes a queen a queen? You know, what's the definition of a queen? Webster says a queen is the female ruler of a country. And whether you're the queen of England or the queen of a bee colony, you are the female in charge. Okay, another Cambridge defines her this way. A queen is a woman who rules a territory because she has been born into a royal family. You know, if I were to put it in my words, I would basically say a queen is a woman that's closest to the king. Somebody who's close to the king. And uh, when you think of a queen, who comes to mind? Queen Elizabeth, yeah, that's one. Yeah, there are a lot of different ones that come to mind. I put a little guessing game together this morning, and we're going to see how well you know your queens, and Kara's going to help me with this. So she's going to put up the first slide, and we'll see if you can guess who this is. Who? Queen of Hearts. Okay, Kara. Okay, what'd she say? Off with their heads! Okay. How do you say is it? Padme Amidala? Okay, so, yeah, for all you sci-fi ladies. Yeah, you do it so, so far so good. Who's the next one? Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth, exactly. The Queen of England. What, she passed away just recently. So she reigned for 70 years. Yeah. Okay, the next one. Why is that? <laughs> what is that doing up there? Queen of Rockford. Okay. <laughs> All right. What is it? We are the champions. <laughs> okay, we got another one. Cleopatra. Yeah, you guys are doing great. Queen of the Nile. The next one. Yeah. Evil. Eva Queen from Snow White. What, what was her famous mirror, mirror on the wall? Okay, and then we got one, one last one, Kara. Elsa. Elsa. You know, a lot of our favorites, a lot of the kids, the, the younger generation, their favorite. That's the queen that was in their time. You know, for me, it was Cinderella. You know, now it's, it's Elsa. So you guys did well. Give yourselves a hand. 
know them well. So, you know, there are popular uh, queens in scriptures as well. There's Vashti, Queen of Persia. She's only mentioned a little bit in the Bible. There's the Queen of Sheba who visits Solomon. There's Candace, Queen of the Ethiopians. She's mentioned in the book of Acts. And then there's Esther. And most of you know of Esther. Um, She was a queen that God used for such a time as this. Many of of us know her as that. And, of course, no list of queens from the Bible would be complete without Jezebel. Jezebel, yeah. And so whether uh, queens are in books or they're in the movies or they're in God's words, God's car- uh, queens carry themselves differently than most women. They, carry, they have a different air about them. They, they carry themselves differently. Each queen is unique in her own way. And though they they possess unique traits, we find one quality that they they have in common, and that is a queen possesses great power. A queen possesses great power. Because she reigns with great power, her words are powerful. Her decisions are powerful. You could say she's a force to be reckoned with. She possesses great power. And the title of this weekend, Queen of Me, is Significant. And I, let me tell you why. Um, there is a queen in each of us. There is a queen inside of you. You know, ask yourself, do you see yourself as a queen? You know, you know me, powerful, really? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't feel that way. You know, sometimes I find like the problems and pain of life are having the power over me not the other way around. You can you relate? Yes. Not, not the other way around. We feel we're they have the power over us. And you know there there are moments when I feel like I'm being ruled by my fears, I'm being ruled by my moods, I'm being ruled by my thoughts. Can y'all relate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but whenever I start to think and whenever you start to think about your God. Whenever I start to think about my God, about my King, think about His might, think about His majesty, and remember that He has crowned me with His power. God has crowned each of us with His power. That's what we're going to be learning about this weekend. Um, in God's hands, I like, like this thought, in God's hands, you and I are powerful. We possess power because of of him in our lives. Um, Listen to what the prophet Isaiah says to Israel. This is Isaiah 62 and verse 3. I'm not going to have any of it up on the PowerPoint, so you'll have to jot it down. If I forget to tell you where a passage is, you have to tell me, (laughs) yell out, tell us where it is. Um, So Isaiah 62 and verse 3. You will be a a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You know, when I I read this, I think, am I aware of the power I possess? Are you aware of the power you possess? I'm going to share some more scriptures with you. Um, There's going to be several here. But these passages are going to be um, talking about God's might. And as we read them together, I want you to think about and understand that his power is available to you. It's not just for us to know about and to be aware of and to acknowledge, but 
that power is available to me. His power is available to you. So I'm going to start with Psalms 8, and I'm going to read. It's like a fairly short chapter, but I'm going to read the whole thing. Um, and this is written, you know, King David, and he, he wore a crown, right? And he understood where his power came from. Uh, it says, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet all flocks and herds and the animals of the wild the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea all that swim the paths of the seas lord our lord how majestic is your name in all the earth you know david says what i consider you know sometimes we just need to step back and think and consider and put our thoughts on god and and his you know when you think about the um, account of creation in genesis and just all the things that god created and how just how amazing he is. We need to consider that. But also it says he's, he's crowned us with glory and honor, right? He has put that crown on us and gave us a special place. Um, you know, if you read Genesis 1, it talks about you, he created man in his own image and then he put, them to, he put man to rule over the fish, the birds, the sea. You know, he has a purpose for us being here. Um, also, Psalm 68 34 through 35. It says, Proclaim the power of God, whose majesty is over Israel, whose power is in the heavens. You, God, are awesome in your sanctuary. The God of Israel gives power and strength to his people. You know, he gives power and strength to his ladies. He gives power and strength to you and to me. You know, this gives me encouragement because I think, you know, God does not leave his people powerless. He doesn't leave me powerless, right? He gives us power, especially if you're one of his. You know, and as I was reading this, I was asking myself, you know, Denise, are you one of his? Is he your king? You know, we need to ask ourselves, if, is he your king? In, in Psalms 95, Verse 3 through 7. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands form the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Today, if only you would hear his voice. You know, if only we'd hear his voice this weekend, if we would listen, we would know that the same hands, you know, the same hands that made the, the mountains are the same hands that place a crown on our heads, on our heads. The same hands that made the sea are the same hands that give us strength. See the power, you know, um, the, the power that he has available to us is amazing. Just a thought. 
Of all the things that God has given us, perhaps the most powerful he has given us is the power to choose. If you ever think about that, how powerful and how important it is, just the power to choose. We were all born with the power to choose, to make choices, right? Think about this. Queens make a lot of important decisions. Every day they have to make choices. They are called to rule. So when we started this morning, I talked about how a queen rules over her territory. You know, she rules a territory. So whether, you know, the queen bee has her colony and the queen of England has her country, like Queen Elizabeth had her country. So what am I to rule over? What am I to rule over? What, basically, what is my realm? You guys follow me? What is my realm? You know, the theme of the weekend should give us a clue. Okay, queen of me. Hmm. <laughs> what do you think? My territory is me. My territory is me. You know, and um, you think about it, God has given us, has given me a vast territory. It may not seem like much, but there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot that goes on there. He's given me this territory to rule and control. When you think about countries, they have borders, they have boundaries, right? And that defines where and what a queen is going to govern, right? By the boundaries that are there. We have boundaries too. And what I mean by this is there are some things beyond my borders, right? Some things beyond my borders. It could be circumstances. It could be world events, gun violence, people. You know, we want to control people, situations. Stuff happens. Stuff happens beyond our control. We get sick. We get hurt. I get disappointed. I can get everything from zits to arthritis. Can't control when one of those pops up, right? <laughs> pops out or, you know, what, what happens? I can't control aging. I can try. But we really don't have much control over these. We don't have much control. We try to rule over these, but really... That's within God's realm. Those things are within his realm. He controls the areas in life that are out of my reach. Some things are too far for me to reach. But these things, we have to remember, they are in our king's hands, right? He's got this. He's got this. Um, in First Chronicles 29, 10 through 12. Praise be to you, Lord, the God of our father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. He's the ruler of all things. In your hands... These things are within God's reach. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Wow. I love the way that says that he can and he does control. Those things are out of my control. You know, our tendency is we want to control all that, right? As women, we're control freaks probably. You know, we want to control. But there are just some things that are only in God's hands. And we need to... We need to realize that. So this phrase, queen of me, means to use God's power to rule over my territory. And my, my territory is, 
my life. My life. So what does my territory look like? What does my I'm not talking about the outside of me. I'm talking about the inside of me, right? What does my territory look like? What is within my boundaries? So I thought I'd try to get a little bit more specific. So I'm going to give you a few things that I believe our territory includes. The first one is my body. 1 Thessalonians 4, 4 through 5 says, Each of you should learn to control your own body. Not somebody else's. Control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the pagans who do not know God. So that's part of my territory is my body. Control my body in the way God wants me to. You know, I thought about you know, all the scriptures that talk about our mouths, you know, what we say, um, my eyes, what I choose to look at, my feet, where I decide to go, you know, just all the parts of your body. There's a lot of scriptures that talk about that. It is 1 Thessalonians 4, 4 through 5. Yeah, so my territory includes my body. My territory also includes my thoughts. My thoughts. I choose what I think about. Right? I choose what I think about. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Colossians 3, verse 2. We can set our minds with God's help. We can set our minds. You know, there's a scripture that says, whatever's lovely, whatever's pure, whatever's true, whatever's noble, think on these things. Right? Um, my territory also includes my temptations. You know, Galatians 5 talks about the... Um, the desires of the sinful nature, and then also talks about the fruit of the spirit, and like there's a list, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law, right? So, I like to think about when those temptations come. I want to choose the self-control, or choose what what part of the spirit God wants me to tap into, and He wants self-control to say, Denise, yes, your majesty, I'm here for you. I will give you the self-control you need. Tap into those, those attributes of the spirit. Um, another territory that's in my realm, I would say, is my emotions. My emotions. There's going to be a breakout that's going to deal a lot with that, so I'm really not going to say much. I mean, I did find a passage I thought was really neat. Proverbs 16:32 says, Those who rule their temper, okay, that's an emotion, <laughs> right, anger. Those who rule their temper are better than the conqueror of a city. Wow. You know, better than somebody who takes another city is me ruling my temper. Um, the last part of my territory that I had down, I'm sure there are others, but I put down was my convictions. My convictions. And again, there's going to be a breakout class that you can choose to go to that's going to deal more specifically about this. But um, I found that a passage that I was like, I was telling Tim, like, man, this is like a gym. It just For some reason, it just really hit me. I'm just going to mention it. I don't know if Cassie's going to or not. But it's a scripture that talks about um, weak-willed women. 
weak-willed women. Have you ever heard of that passage? It says weak-willed women. Weak-willed women. I don't think I want to be one of those. <laughs> and I looked up what does weak-willed mean. It means to be spineless. You don't have the convictions. So Cassie's going to deal with that more. So, you know, those are... Uh, you never told us where that was. <laughs> are you going to tell us No. You have to ask me later. <laughs> so, here's what I was going to say. If you'd like to know more about that, come and ask me. <laughs> oh, we'll see who's curious. Or maybe you'll, you'll be able to find it. I gave you enough information. <laughs> so anyway, when you think about your territory, do you go, wow, <laughs> that, you know, this little body like that is really a, like a lot of territory. Um, Sounds pretty overwhelming, you know, my body, my thoughts, my temptations, my emotions, my convictions. I'm like, mm, it's more, I think, than I can handle. <laughs> that sounds pretty, sounds pretty tough. Um, our Lord is great. Nothing is impossible with his overwhelming power. I love that one. Psalms 147 and verse 5. You know, if you're feeling... Overwhelmed by this whole thought of your territory and ruling, uh, ruling that or controlling that. Let these passages encourage you. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Another version says who gives me power. Strength and power, same, right? Now, I can do all things through him who gives me strength or power. Philippians 4.13. That's one of the first verses I memorized as a young Christian. So, let's face it, ladies, ruling my country requires much power. It's going to require more than my willpower, right? It's going to take more than my willpower. It will take God's power. But the encouraging thing is, it is available. It is available to you and I. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. Wow. Sometimes I feel like I don't have enough to live a godly life. He says he can, he can give me everything I need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. That's Second Peter 1, verse 3. And I have one other passage here. Ephesians 3 and verse 20. This is a song. Now to him who is able to do... What is it? Immeasurably more than... Ask or imagine according to power that is in work within. Right. Right. You guys familiar with that? Right. His power is at work within us. And he's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or can even imagine. We've got to start believing this, ladies. We've got to start believing not just knowing uh, head knowledge about his power, but really tapping into it, really believing that it is there for us. Okay. All right. So, in conclusion. <laughs> in conclusion. All right. Before we go into our breakout sessions here in a, in a few minutes, um, I just wanted to... Mention you probably notice there's a few chess pieces up here and they're kind of obvious. Can you all see them back there? I'm sure you can. Yeah, so there's some chess pieces. There is 
this one is, anybody know? The pond. There's the bishop. The rook. The rook. The rook. Always called the cat. <laughs> Always called the cat. It's the rook. Yeah. And the the knight and the the king and of course the queen right so these these are up here they're up here for a reason you know my talented husband like put these together for me he actually has an idea he's going to make a whole big chess set not as big as like Pierre Marquette's but you know this size so we can use at church camp or when the grandkids come over or something at something at Greater Alton maybe the fall fest or something like that so this is the start of it so, um, so the king is the most important. The king is the most important piece. We're talking about chess and life. <laughs> the king is the mo- most important piece, and the king, the queen, is considered the most powerful. Those of you know who about chess, the queen is considered the most powerful, right? She is the closest to the king. You know, when uh, anybody that plays chess knows when you set the board up, the king and the queen are what? Right, right, right next to each other. Right. Very good. <laughs> They're next to each other. She's valuable. You know, I um, was reading some different stuff about chess. And I found this little quote. The queen, they say, is worth nine pawns. She's worth nine pawns. I think they said, like, her power is like the... The bishop and the rook combined together, you know, uh, there's no other piece worth more. No other piece is worth more. She can move like no other, like none of the other pieces. She can move that way. She can move this way. She can move diagonally. No other pieces can do what she can do, right? And each move she makes is critical. You know, they say, chess players say, if you lose her, you lose the game. If you lose her, you lose the game. How many chess players do we have? I'm just curious. Does most of us know about chess. I mean, I play, you know, you know who the king and queen is. You might be a little familiar with it. So, as I wrap it up, hold this little lady up. So, this is the queen, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> This is the queen, and let this queen remind you of some things. Let her remind you of your value in the kingdom of God, okay? Let her remind you of your value in the kingdom of God. You are priceless to the king. Somebody here needs to hear that today. You are priceless to the king. You're valuable. Your power as a queen comes from your relationship with the king. Your power is going to come from your relationship with the king, with the king of kings. Perhaps you need to make a move this weekend. What is it? What is the move you need to make? Moving closer to the king? A move that will deepen your conviction. Choosing your response to a particular situation. Is that the move you need to make? I need to make a choice about a particular situation. What your response is going to be. Using your power of choice in your pain. Is that a move I need to make? Choosing how I'm going to respond to this painful thing that I'm dealing with. God does give us a choice. What we said earlier, that's probably the most powerful 
thing we have that he's given us is our power of choice. And maybe it's a move away from a temptation. You just need to move away from a temptation. Remember, God provides a way out. Isn't that what the scriptures say? He will provide a way out. It can be a small step or it can be a big step of faith. As I close up here, this is the last thing I'm going to say, Ashley, before you get to come up and say a prayer. <laughs> Let me encourage you to use God's power in your life. Use God's power in your life to be the queen of you. That's it. Ashley's going to come up and say it. Lead us in a prayer. I'm just going to say a quick prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, um, thank you for Denise and just the words that she shared with us today. Um, it's definitely a lot to, to think about. Um, I don't know about all these ladies here, but I feel like sometimes it feels like, you know, my territory is ruling over me and has power over me. And I oftentimes forget about um, the power that you make available mm-hmm. to us um, and that the power you truly, you know, have over our lives and that you give us to have over our lives too, Lord. And I just pray um, that throughout this weekend, we are able to you know, focus on you and the rest of what these ladies have to share with us and just how us queens can become closer to our King Lord. Thank you very much. Love you. Amen. 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 Take it. Thank you.